Welcome to Iron Sharpens Iron. This is episode 14. From copy printing all the way to being featured in well-known magazines like Forbes, this 9-to-5 marketer turned entrepreneur took risks early and is now reaping the benefits. In this episode, we interview Fayon Spurlock, owner and founder of Brooklyn League and president of Prototype Marketing. Without further ado, let's get to it. How are you doing, Fayon? I'm doing pretty well um, with everything happening right now. I'm <laughs> as well as I can right now. <laughs> I would say so. Yeah, man. We're right there with you. We're just, I think we're all just ready for it to be, you know, done. Over. Yeah, another like two months, and I'm sure it'll be over. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So um, I, we actually, so I was introduced by, um, to Fayon by Lowe. Uh, Lo Myrick. So we've had Lo on, on our pod. She's done some work with us before in the past. So um, obviously you and I hopped on a, a phone call I, maybe a couple weeks ago now. And it was, it was, it was amazing. I was like, man, we got to get you on the show. We gotta get- <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So obviously um, just to let a little, let people know a little bit about you um, featured in Forbes, um, featured in men's health as well. So Fayon is, he's, he's making a name for himself. Um, in, in you're in New York, correct? Yep. I'm in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn. So, um, yeah, just let's, let's start there, you know, featured in Forbes and in men's health, you know, I, I would love, I'm sure, uh, Brandon is with me. I'd love to be in men's health. How, you know, how'd you do that? <laughs> um, well, men's health is, um, so a little bit about my background. So, yeah. I'm also a, in addition to being a marketer, entrepreneur, I'm also a writer. Um, so I built a network of, of friends who are also journalists. Uh, I also um, have written for Men's Health, um, but then they end up like featuring me in it as well. Um, but it's really because of just my background. I do a lot of lifestyle writing, travel writing, um, and style. Um, and from that, it came the opportunity to, 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 to be featured in Men's Health and to write for Men's Health. Um, which is a great honor because I, I read magazines faithfully, um, trying to get my work on, on trying to be healthy. <laughs> uh, so it was, it was definitely an honor to be, be featured there, and as well as the other uh, magazines, Forbes magazine and also um, Black Enterprise as well. Okay, okay. And um, so with Forbes and Black Enterprise, uh, were those very similar uh, as far as like you were featured because of you know, articles that you had written or, you know, what did that look like? No, those were actually two different. Um, both of them were, well, Black Enterprise feature. So they named me as one of their 100 um, um, modern men for okay. that year. So I was one of one of 100 men that were featured. Um, and it was basically a profile article about me being an entrepreneur, but also during that time, also working a nine to five job in corporate America. Um, so That's right. that, honestly, Black Enterprise was like the highlight because, Without, when I was like a little kid, I was like, I always want to be in Black Enterprise. So actually getting that yeah. for me. Um, and for example, it was from my traveling. Um, they're not, well, there are more Black uh, travel writers now, but it, it's growing, but it wasn't so much in the past. So I was featured um, with a list of other uh, Black travel writers and kind of a profile write up on me, um, what I'm doing right now, um, how I was traveling during the pandemic um, and what I'm doing next. Um, so that was a great opportunity as well, because that's Forbes. Uh, so again, another, yeah. another 
milestone, another uh, reach in, um, in my goals that I was able to obtain. So super excited about that. Uh, definitely shared it with my family. And everyone yes. about it, yeah. But it was, it was because of my trauma writing. I was speaking okay. About. Okay. And you just got back from a trip, correct? I did. I okay. did. Yeah. I, we're... I was in Tulum. I was in Mexico. So I originally <laughs> I went in July and I fell. I went to Tulum for the first time in July and fell in love with it. Like it's beautiful and it's just like a laid back vibe. I've been to Cancun before, but it's a little too much party. Okay. Where Tulum, you can get a mix of just like if you want to relax and just do yoga and meditate, you can do that. Or if you want to turn up on the beach, you can do that as well. Um, so I went back um, and I was there. I was supposed to be there for like four days, like three or four days. I ended up extending my trip um, and I made it back last night actually. So there we go. There we go. Just in time for, for our shoot. Stay here. <laughs> I wish I was still there, though. Honestly, I wish I could have extended it a little bit longer just to kind of just not be here right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what's funny is, um, and I wanted you to share that because Brandon and I have been talking about Tulum recently. So I, I figured uh, you'd be able to give us some pointers, tell us where to go. Hey, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm your guy. Like, seriously, like if you want to go, I have a list of different places, restaurants. My friends, they own a yacht company out there uh, that's doing amazing things. So yeah, if you guys want to go, definitely let me know. I mean, there's- You said you were there in, uh, you said yeah. you were in July? Yeah, I went in July, yeah. Were you with people by chance? I'm sorry? Were you with like a crew of people by chance? No, I actually, okay. uh, one of the fraternity brothers was out there and he was just like, and I was supposed to go originally to uh, St. Thomas. But that ended up like falling through and I, and I still had a ticket. So I was like, let me just move this over to Tulum. I have a frat brother who's over there. He's like, come, it's amazing. And I just went on a whim and I was supposed to go for one week. I ended up sending it for a second week. Um, and after that, I started looking for condos. <laughs> yeah, no, our buddy, uh, we had a, a good buddy of ours that's uh, into physical training and stuff like that. Um, he was out there in July. He was there um, working with people that own a couple of businesses out there. And he ended up staying for like two months or so. Um, but have the same reviews as you, like absolutely awesome and, and have to go. So that's, I was just curious if, if, uh, if you're with a, a group of people or anything like that. No, but I end up meeting a ton of people though, like a really yeah. amazing people, uh, because you, it's, it's just so easy there when everyone is just super chill. Mm -hmm. uh, it's no like pretense, so to say, like people just want to just have a good time and just relax. So it, it's a great place if you want that. Yeah, for sure. That's definitely what I need. Yeah. <laughs> um so obviously business owner you know what what moves are you making right now what what all is is going on in the world of, of Fayon? yes so um i own currently i own three businesses right now um one is a streetwear apparel brand called brooklyn league um and so we sell you know, traditional streetwear items such as t-shirts that hats hoodies socks things like that but what makes us a bit different, and obviously we're focusing on Brooklyn, but we also go beyond Brooklyn as well and just like have really cool catchy phrases on tees and like really cool designs um, that's not necessarily focused on Brooklyn. But I think what sets us apart from other different brands that are Brooklyn based or just a lot of different apparel brands right now is that we have philanthropic component to it. So we actually, you know, when I was thinking about creating this, this company, um, I, and I thought about my past and some of the work I've done and also just like by sitting on boards and working in a nonprofit for a while, it's just like, I feel like, and just also just growing up, like my parents were very strong about uh, and pushing like give back to communities, right? So I figured if I'm using the name Brooklyn, I need to give back to Brooklyn. So part of the organization is we partner with nonprofit organizations 
that, um, that are based here in Brooklyn that either support men's health, um, teens of color or, or students of color, people of color, um, homelessness and, and hunger. So if it's based on that, we usually tend to work with them. And right now we're currently working with an organization called Teens of Color Abroad. Um, we're really helping young students, high school students have the opportunity to travel abroad, to be um, immersed uh, culturally into different um, cultures and, and languages and things of that nature. So that's Brooklyn League. Um, it's my baby, love it. Um, and also this year in February, I launched Prototype Marketing, um, okay. which is a creative agency that focuses on digital marketing, multicultural marketing, and experiential marketing. So mm -hmm. I help small to large um, companies really kind of start from the beginning if they're starting a, uh, from a place where they don't know anything about starting a business to actually um, implementation of their marketing plan. So help them with their branding, help them with marketing strategy, digital strategy, social media, content development, um, online and offline events, uh, you name it. We kind of, is a full um, agency of, of that nature. So at that business, and also I own Luxurious Prototype, which is an online lifestyle magazine for millennial men. So it's from a luxury perspective. So a lot of it is just, it's a lot of style, it's a lot of travel, like destination you should go to, what you should bring on your trips. Um, these are the new new style, um, the new designers you can check in for. So things like that. And I started that that company actually in 2006. Uh, okay. And it's been doing doing pretty well. So those are my three babies right now. Um, it keeps me up late at night, but I, I love doing the work. Um, and they all offer something different to me. Like uh, they, they allow yeah. me to be creative in different different ways. For sure. I mean, so what's the end goal? The end goal is I want I want to have multiple companies. Um, under my umbrella, which is Spurlock & Co., um, have multiple companies um, that are diverse. Because um, I'm thinking about it, obviously it's an investment, so I'm gonna have my portfolio of businesses to be diverse. Um, because obviously, if not anything, the pandemic showed us what how companies can falter, even long-standing companies, for not being smart on pivoting. Um, mm -hmm. So for me, it's having a diverse portfolio of um, businesses. And then eventually, the end goal is also to bring in real estate into that. To that uh, portfolio. Hello. So, ultimately, I mean, I want, I love my business to grow. I actually just got some good news. I'll be um, starting a, I will have a storefront uh, for Brooklyn League. I just finished that today. So, that's hey. exciting. I have my first storefront uh, okay. here in Brooklyn. Congrats. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you. So, it's it's up from there. It's just really just trying to grow the brand. Uh, and yeah, that's, I mean, that's like the, the biggest thing for me. Just, and, having customers that really love the brand, really okay. appreciate the work that we're doing on, on all angles and all sides. For sure, for sure. So when you got started, obviously, uh, three businesses now, um, what was, you know, what really sparked that drive for you? Like, did you know that you, because obviously when you started some of the companies, you said you were working a nine to five. So what what really sparked that for you? You know, did you always want to have your own companies and 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 break away from that that corporate nine to five setting, or did it just happen? Yeah, I knew since I was a kid that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Um, my grandfather on both sides, as well as my father, um, are both are all three. They're all entrepreneurs. Um, so I grew up in my household having uh, these strong black men who were entrepreneurs who, you know, really were just like role models for me. So I knew at a young age, that's what I want, I want, I want to do. And I want to be an entrepreneur, I want to be a business man. 
Um, so my first business was actually in sixth grade. I had a, a <laughs> had a printing business in sixth grade called Swifty Computer Printing. And from there, like my parents, I, and I love that they did this, they pushed, like, if I said I wanted to do something, they made sure I had every resource or tool available to kind of, to do it, right? So they bought yeah. me printers I needed, they brought me software, computer, and it was like, okay, if you're gonna do it, you gotta do it right. So, yeah. you know, a business plan and do this and that. So I had that at a young age. So I knew for a fact that I would never, I never wanted to be in corporate America for long term. Um, and even, even in my most recent job, my boss who hired me while interviewing, she said that I want to hire you. I think you're amazing. You're great, but you're not going to be here for long. She was like, I know there's more for you. And I see that there's more for you. This is only a stepping stone for you. And to hear the person who hired me for that role to say that was just like, it was refreshing. Um, and it's also just comforting to know, you know, that someone else obviously sees that in me, even if they, they still hired me to work at the place, knowing I won't probably be there for a long time. Um, sure. So I always, I already knew that I wanted to do this. So I was just kind of pulling out, you know, just doing as much as I can while while being in um, corporate America, being an entrepreneur, uh, which I think is honestly the best way to go. If anyone has a job right now, build your build your brand and your company while you're actually working for someone else, because you can use that money to help build and fund your dreams. Um, and that's yeah. what I did. I saved money to to you know to do that. So when I actually left, I was ready. You know, I had. The website built out. I had some clients lined up. You know, I had everything just ready for me to actually launch properly. Uh, so there if anybody who gets anyone wants to start a business, they, they already have a nine to five or working some type of job, is to keep that job until you build your company to a point to where you can actually launch successfully. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that one hundred percent. No, fully. I think that, that point is huge right there, though. I think sometimes folks, oh yeah, I, I got to quit everything and just start doing my own thing, which is fine. I think sometimes people move more urgently. If your only income is that. Right. Mm -hmm. At the same time, though, I think it is beneficial to keep having your income. Right. Anyway, the book has said that your best wealth building tool is your current income. Like you were saying yeah. before, you can, you can use it to leverage it to do other things with it. Uh, exactly. But it can also sometimes be a crutch as well. Right. So I think it, it, it can go both ways, depending on who the person is. Right. 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 You have to, you have, to have a game plan. Right. So you have to have an exit plan, an exit strategy um, of saying, like, OK, next year, this date. I need to be out, right? So you're building up to, to that, but during that time you're saving money and you're investing to your company from the capital to the money that you're already bringing in from the nine to five, right? And mm -hmm. like if it's like not every business can be completely funded, self-funded if you don't have capital to do so. But I would say, and I've heard this from a couple other people, uh, entrepreneurs who have big, huge brands, that they would rather, if they could do it over again, self-fund. So. And you know, using that money to build, and then from there you can get you know you can get funding as needed. And a lot of them said that they they could, they could start over because some of them actually use VCs and angel investors mm -hmm. to kind of fund their company, and they now don't have control really of their company mm -hmm. um, as much, or at least, of control of the company. And if like they they can go back, they would do that. So that's what I would okay. recommend to anyone as well to really, if you have the opportunity to, if you're working for someone else. To use that money you're bringing in to fund your, your fund your dreams and fund your businesses. Wow. Yeah. No, I like that. Yeah. So you said that for your friends, they don't have control anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 I mean, they they're still within the organization, but the you know being that they got so many different investors into it, you know, they still have say so in certain things, but they can't actually like, you know, because they're not even a, they're not even the CEO anymore. The, like this one particular person I'm talking about, they're not even CEO anymore. 
um, but still is on the board. So they have power to say, you know, some type of power, but they're not necessarily CEO. It's because, you know, they end up getting a big deal that was like distributed into like stores around the world and everything else. And they need to get obviously more inventory, which they need to probably get more funders and investors in. So once you get to that point, you scale too quickly. That's kind of the things that you run into. You're like, oh, okay, now I'm in all these stores. I need the inventory. Now I need to get more money in. So what I'm going to do. So thinking about how you scale and try not to scale too quickly to where you have to be in that position. Obviously, everyone wants the million-dollar contracts and multi-million dollar contracts to be um, distributed worldwide for products, things like for that. Sure. But understanding what comes along with that. Gotcha. So basically, he's the face, but he has no say, really. In essence, yes, but but for more so a face, yes. There we go. Wow, that's crazy. Hey, I got a question for you. Um, with the obviously your newest business being prototype, but the other two that you started, um, was it like, hey, I always knew I was going to go this route with like fashion and traveling and everything like that, or did it start out as like a creative outlet, maybe something you were just kind of messing around? Um, obviously, you already had your mindset of I know eventually I'm just myself but was it always centered around clothing, travel, and reading and writing? Or it was like, that's what I like doing. And eventually it just blossomed from a creative outlet into you take this and run with it. Yeah, it was a creative outlet. Um, the online magazine definitely started off as a creative outlet. I was in college and um, I had an internship at Island Def Jam Music Group. So I was meeting like celebrities left and right. I was planning events for them. I was doing all of this and that. My friend was like, you should start a blog. This is like when blogs were just kind of starting off, no one really was talking about it as much. She was like, you should start a blog. And I'm just like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not starting a blog. Like, I'm not going to do it. And she was just like, I'll create it for you. So she literally got the domain name. I told her the idea that I named that I'm thinking about, which is a serious prototype. She got the domain name for me. She set up the WordPress. Actually, no, then it was a blog spot. I think it was a blog spot during the time. Set it up for me. And she was like, yeah. here, you have no excuse. Write about your daily, like what you're doing. People want to hear about these celebrities and what they're wearing and what they're doing. So I was like, okay, cool. And I started writing about it and it really became a real, uh, just an outlet for me. Really just kind of talk about my day-to-day, what I was experiencing as a college student, meeting like Rick Ross and hanging out with Rick Ross and like all these other people for a day um, and creating events and, and really working with them. So it started off pretty much as that as a creative outlet. And then it really kind of just formed and morphed into this online magazine site realized what my readers really honed in on and it was really like about travel and style and then so i broke it down to that and then really brooklyn came out of that because i was so immersed into the you know the fashion culture here in new york city being a journalist a fashion uh, style journalist i was going to all the fashion shows i was meeting all the designers i was meeting the models i was so i became super immersed into that world and so naturally for me, I'm just like, I was interested in kind of the design creative aspect of it. Um, and that's kind of how Brooklyn League started. But I knew I wanted that component of philanthropy. And I knew it, I wanted it to mean something to me. And I love Brooklyn. Um, it's been amazing to me since I've been here the past 14 years, I believe. Um, and so that's kind of how they all married together. It's really just started off as a friend saying, hey, you should write about your day-to-day of being an intern at Allen Def Jam. Hmm. Thank you, Ashley. So, so if she didn't encourage you to do that, you think you ever have moved to that path at all on your own? Uh, I would have been in the space of travel and fashion naturally because I was already attracted to that. Um, but I don't think I probably would have started off on the journalism side. 
um, if she had not pushed me. Because I don't think I would have appreciated as much because I didn't like writing that much in college. Uh, I hate doing like essays and reports and papers. So I didn't like writing. So I was just like, ah, I don't want to do this. until so I actually got into it. It was something that I really found interesting where it was more creative writing than structural writing and, and like where you have to actually talk about a certain topic that may be boring. <laughs> so it was a creative outlet and I can write whatever I want to write. I can write whatever style I want to write. You know, it, it was, it gave me that outlet to be creative. And obviously like starting off a blog, no one's probably reading it. But, and like people who were reading it were like my college buddies, right? And, and to it actually uh, gain an audience. And then it was like, okay, this is actually real. Like I, I can actually make money from this now. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why, you know, putting ads on it and, and generating income. That's awesome. That's awesome. So how impactful was your upbringing, you know, uh, to allow, you know, where your success today, because obviously you had that friend that, that kind of, Hey, I'm going to set this website up for you, do all this stuff, but your upbringing also just with the support system, uh, that you had was sounded like, uh, phenomenal so like how how impactful was that for you yeah it was it was extremely impactful um again my parents put me in positions and put me in places and organizations and around people who were um upperly mobile and who were just really trying to you know make, make a name for themselves and build businesses uh, and then again having you know knowing that my father owned a successful business and and saw saw how it how his life was, you know, like just in general, like how the thing, how he maneuvered, the way he, he managed deals and things like that really inspired me. So my upbringing definitely helped out a lot. I, I you know, I didn't grow up with my parents giving me a million dollars to start a business. Um, but, but, nice. what do, but what they did do is instill uh, work ethic in me and they instilled um, that in me that I can do anything that I want to do if I put my mind to it. That type of mindset really helped propel me to do that, right? Or even having the mindset to say, I'm taking this creative outlet, which is creatively writing about my internship, but flipping it to a business where I can generate income. I'm still writing about the same things. I'm still, it's still my voice, but now I'm generating income from. Now I took this thing that I love and now I'm making money from, right? So I think had it not been for my parents um, and the people that I was surrounded by, it, you know, I probably wouldn't be in that space. I probably wouldn't be in the space I am right now. And, um, and looking at things differently. I don't look at things just as like black and white. I see the color, I see everything else and how it can actually, um, how it can grow and build. So yeah, definitely yeah. we're huge in that. I love that. So what would you say to people that, that may not have had that support system? You know, how do they get started? Yeah, I was, I mean, I, I think it's really about surrounding yourself around people that you see are doing what you want to do or people that you know can help you, and not I'm not saying to actively seek out people to be fake friends with people. Right, I believe right. in being, like I don't believe in that at all. Like mm -hmm. it has to be genuine, right? But make sure you're in those spaces that you want to be in. If you want to be a real estate agent, make sure you go to real estate conferences. Make sure you you reach out to your local real estate agent who you really admire and to say, hey, I'm interested in getting into the business. Can I just meet with you for coffee? I'll, I'll buy your coffee and lunch. I just want to talk. I don't know how to start. Right, mm -hmm. starting there, like it's super, and I think what we have right now is so much better than we have when we were younger. All right, you know, you are thinking about our parents' generation. They didn't have LinkedIn, they didn't have Instagram, and well, we have easy access to pretty much anyone we want in the world, right? That's you true. can literally get on LinkedIn and type in real estate agents, 
and find a list in your area who you can contact and say, hey, let's have lunch. You may not get all of them, but you'll get one who will respond back and probably say yes. So it's really about surrounding yourself with people who are in the spaces that you want to be in and be genuine about it, right? Honest and, and, and know that you're taking part, you're taking their time, right? So don't go into it as as if, oh, you know, you owe me this. Go into it being humble. Like, yeah. hey, I'll buy you lunch, I'll buy you dinner. I just want to talk to you. And people respect that so much more than coming in and saying, hey, can you just meet with me? It's like one thing is like, who are you? I don't even know who you are. Like, right, right. Like ask demand, like pretty much almost demanding that I meet with you. So go in very humble um, and be completely genuine uh, about the approach and about the message and let them know how hungry you are for it. And, I, and you know, if you are going to have a meeting with someone you don't know, make sure to do research on a person and also the industry or whatever space that you want to be in. So you can be at least somewhat knowledgeable and have a decent conversation about it and not be completely blind. Yeah. I think that's key. Any, I mean, you learn that and hopefully in, in school, you know, um, where, when, whenever you're preparing for a meeting uh, post-college or whenever you're preparing for an assignment for, for class and I have to get up and speak, you know, I have to be knowledgeable on that subject. So, you know, it, it makes sense to, to study up on, you know, if you're going to go have a meeting with somebody or, or intend to reach out to someone, study up on them before you reach out to them so you can have pointed questions. That uh, makes yep. perfect sense. And find the common ground, right? Because mm -hmm. you know, again, we have the internet, you know, so when you're cold calling, I mean, or cold emailing, or find what the common interest, like common interest you may share with that person and leave with that. It's always an easier icebreaker to say like, hey, I saw that you are, you know, from your profile, you like tennis. I also play tennis and I do it blah, blah, blah here. Like it's an mm -hmm. easier intro than just going in completely cold. For uh, sure. That also works too. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Do y'all have anything? No, I, just, I think that's huge. We always speak on it. It's like association, but association specifically for someone starting out, like find someone who's in that field who has fruit on the tree. And I think we talk about this all the time, but um, I, I spoke about, I think last episode where sometimes what's going on in the world right now kind of makes us feel like we shouldn't reach out. Like we need to sit back and kind of almost let stuff come to us, but it's never going to come to you. You kind of have to go out there and grab it. So I love what you were saying about go find somebody like you have all the resources. You just have to make a decision to use them and you can obviously gain what you need from using those resources. Definitely. And I, and I would say this is the perfect time because everyone is like you know, pandemic. People are in their house. Everyone's working from home. So they're in the front of their computers, in front of their phones all day long. Mm -hmm. So reaching out to them, you'll get a better response or a quicker response than you would probably if we were not in a pandemic. Um, and it's also people are looking to connect us in general because we are in a pandemic, right? Like people are not, a lot of people are not sure. going outside and going to events and things. So people want to connect with other people. It's just, it's not, it's, it's part of us, who we are as human beings is being able to connect with people. So people yearn for that. So I think that's another you know, reason why this would be the, uh, the best time, if any, to, to really reach out to people. I like it, I like it, I like it. Yeah. Where can I get that shirt at though? What? Where can I buy that shirt from though? So this year, we actually don't have it online right now, but we will be having it online um, on our prototype marketing, uh, prototypemktg.com. We will have it up soon. Um, but also for Brooklyn League, I don't have any Brooklyn on right now, but it's uh, bklynleague.com. And right. we have all of our t-shirts, our snapbacks. We're gearing up, obviously, for the store, the store we're about to um, have, and also gearing up for um, Black Friday, Cyber Monday sales. Mm. So 
we'll have a lot of those. A lot of things will sell. Well, Faye, I got a, a question for you. Um, and this is something that we've spoken about before, but I love to hear it, um, especially because the three of us also have stuff going on that we're trying to create as well. And I know people listening do too. It's obviously you get started, you make a decision, you get rubber to the road and things start working. Um, but obviously there's going to be hiccups. It's going to be a roller coaster type ride. It's not just a straight line. It's, it's going to be a bunch of squiggles and before you hit the up. Um, how do you stay focused? But also, right, motivation is very fleeting, but how do you um, continue to keep yourself engaged and knowing to keep pushing forward? Yeah, yeah. I, I think having that in game, like having an actual plan set in place to where you know what your goals and objectives are, right? And also, like, so you at least look forward to something at the end of at the end of it all. This is what I want to reach. But also understanding and knowing that as an entrepreneur, there will be the ups and downs. You can have an amazing month and like a really bad month the next month, right? So understanding that. Um, another thing that I personally do is I have a lot of friends who are entrepreneurs, and these are like my friends. Like we go out for drinks, we go on trips together, but they're also entrepreneurs. So I connect with them just naturally because we're you know we're friends. But it's also, they keep me on track as well. And we keep each other accountable. We ask questions like, where are you right now with your, you know, with your, you know, your quarter plan or quarter, uh, quarterly strategy plan? Uh, we ask those things while also asking like, did you see the game last night, right? So it's like, it's like being able to have that network of people who will hold you accountable, keeps you on track, even though you may have time when, you know, if things are not going well with the business, just knowing that you have the end goal and what that looks like and trying to get towards that. I think for me personally, that has helped me out so much because there has been times when it's just like, this is a lot. This is, I'm, I'm doing too much right now and I don't know, you know what's happening. Um, having, having that group and having that network of people and also just understanding where I can see myself and the potential that I have that I know I have in me uh, to keep moving forward. Yeah, that's key. I like that. Yeah. it's. Uh... It's so easy to, to be discouraged when, when you feel like you're on an island. Um, and, and no man, honestly, no man is an island. It, it's just who are you surrounding yourself with and are they going to support you? Um, is it that, that support system as, you know, just like you were speaking on, uh, that will help us and guide us uh, in, those, in those dark times, you know? Um, is, as entrepreneurs, it's a journey, like both of you said. It is a journey because there's so many stories. Like and another thing, like even just like reading stories about entrepreneurs, like who started off with nothing, who started off in their parents' basement mm -hmm. or things like that. Think about like Jeff Bezos and think about yeah. like Bill Gates and they start off in their parents' basements and garage and like, you know, all these people who started in these same places, you know, they, they, they struggle to get to that point, but look at them now, right? Yeah. The richest man in the world, right? Started off like with like, literally a board just with Amazon on it, like some like scribble type of like, you know, and now he's the richest man in the world. So, you know, it's that journey, but that journey makes you appreciate like the end. Like once you get to the point of like, oh, this is it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not necessarily coasting, but yeah. I've reached a certain point where I know I'm good. It makes you appreciate that journey much more than someone just say, hey, here's $10 million and, you know, make this work. And it's growing and, and, and that, that pain you go through it's all the better, makes it all the better once you get to the end point of it all, you know, and like, again, and I think we're all on the journeys. We're all trying to get to a certain point um, and just try 
how to embrace the ride, embrace the journey, embrace the rocky roads, right? It's gonna make you a stronger person at the end of the day. And that's what like, keeps me keeps me going with that, you know. And and to people who, you know, I have uh, friends who are who are older than I am, uh, much older than I am, and they're just like, I don't know if I can start a business right now. And I'm just like, look at all the people who who started in their 40s and their late 40s and now are wildly successful, right? Never give up on that, you know. Mm-hmm. So there's always there's always an opportunity, there's always time to do that and you know to move forward and and you know live out your goals and your dreams. Yeah. Yeah. The only cap is ourselves. Right. And the, and when time runs out, it doesn't matter anyway. So uh, right. <laughs> make the most of it while we're here. That's it. That's definitely it. So um, real quick, um, you know, just want to ask a final question and then we'll 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 see where we can find you on social media, because um, I definitely want to get one of those Brooklyn League shirts or, or something to where I could support. Okay. But Thank you. Um, snapback dad hat or some, <laughs> um, but I asked this last pod and, um, and this is something I have written on my board, but, uh, if you were to be written about in a history book, what would you want said? Ultimately, I would want them to say, um, that Thayan K. Sprolock was a businessman with a vision and he made sure to uh, to give back. He made sure to always think about people who come behind him and also think about people who came before him and where he is in the middle of this and where his journey is. Um, I, I really wanna be known for like having, a, having businesses is great and that's what I want. I want the impact of those having those business and the, the money that I gained from having those business to be reinvested into helping communities. And again, particularly for me, it's really just like uh, young people of color, um, men's health, uh, uh, hunger and homelessness. Those are like the things that I really focus on. And I want that to be the bigger, bigger picture of it all, right? I want to use the money that I'm, I'm getting from all these businesses that I have to pump back into helping communities, unserved communities. Um, yeah. And I think that's what I want to even know more so. Um, obviously, you have to put in the business part of it because that's how I got to that point. But overall, I want to be known for someone who really is is doing the work in communities, who's really, you know, there to help people who are underserved. Uh, and then, then that's like kind of the, what, I, what I would want. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that true. That, I mean, that's true. Uh, what is, what is the word? Ser- servant. Um, leadership. There it is. There it is. So that's it. That's it. Well, yeah, where can we, absolutely, absolutely. I just, a uh, buddy of mine just messaged me uh, because I've had something heavy on my heart and you said something that I'm not going to mention just yet, uh, but it's, it's been heavy and I've been praying about it and I just got a message today uh, to actually meet somebody for coffee next week to discuss um, some next steps, but, um, I'll let you know, I'll keep, I'll keep you, you posted, um, but where can we find you, uh, man? Where, 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 can we, where can the people find you? Yep. I am on social media. Uh, I'm on Instagram and it's at Fayon at P H A O N. Um, I'm on, on, um, Facebook as well. And I believe it's, it's at Fayon as well at P H A O N. 
I'm also I have also have a website, uh, my personal website, where you can have links to all my different businesses and mm-hmm. some of the consulting I do because I also do uh, marketing consulting as well. Um, and you can find me at www.fayonspurlock, P-H-A-O-N-S-P-U-R-L-O-C-K.com. And you can find all the information there, kind of on the bio, a rundown of like the businesses I own, uh, my partners and collaborators and things like that. But it's all can be found there with also links to all of my social media um, profiles as well. Awesome. Awesome. Well, man, that was that was good. I appreciate you coming on, man. Um, this Thanks was definitely, uh, I think it was, somebody's going to be impacted by that for sure. I hope, I, hope, I hope so. And I really appreciate you guys for allowing me to be, take a part of this. Um, you know, I, I love what you guys are doing. I love having these like conversations that are very just like free form, right? We're just having a conversation. We can be right now, this literally, we could be like at a bar somewhere having this conversation and just chatting it yes. up. Exactly. I really appreciate what you guys are doing. I appreciate this this format and the style, um, you know, I, I just love what you guys are doing and thank you for allowing me to be a part of it. I really appreciate it. For sure, for sure. No, thank you, thank you. So uh, definitely go follow him. Um, you know, it's definitely like, like-minded individuals here. And so we wanna support as much as we can, but thank y'all for listening. Please let us know what you liked about this pod. Um, things that you didn't like, let us know so we can continue to work on those things. But as always, thank you for being a part of the Iron Sharpens of Iron family. And until next time, we love y'all. Peace. Peace.